Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. I just have a few things to say today. I want to start off with, remember a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned the Amboy Crater there in the area uh, around Palm Springs. Well, I was talking to someone today who uh, was in the Marine Corps and stationed out there and I asked him about the crater and how they could see it from 29 Palms because in my opinion but I'm I'm no geographical type of person or anything my knowledge of that is limited very limited but um, I asked him how it was possible and he said from different locations on the base when you're out there he said it's just uh, flat and you're in the middle of nowhere and in certain areas where you are like when they were out there doing training exercises at night and it's pitch dark out there except for the stars and moon if it's clear he said you could see it I mean, not like you can just look across the street and see something there. He said, but you could see it. And you could see it glowing. Not all the time, but from time to time, they could see it glowing like there there was a fire in there or something. And I asked him what times of the year would he recall this happening in. And he mentioned, like, the winter. He said, I remember it was freezing out there. So it was more likely um, winter time, maybe late fall, early winter. So I'm not sure. But we all know that October and uh, November are iffy as far as the weather. It can be hot, it can be cold, like last year. It started raining in October. We had a a lot of rain and it started really early. This year, I mean, it could be 100 degrees in October, we never know. But I was just thinking from what he said that perhaps it was in the late fall. And when when you um, know about this crater and if you've ever been there you'll know that um, it is a possibility that rituals were done there especially in an out of the way place like that I'm not saying that that's for sure what happens but um, I guess we're talking about in the early 2000s when he would be out there in the field I'm thinking maybe 2004, 2005, something like that. So it's just something to look into um, about that. And I want to say he said they were in the northeast part of the base out there doing desert training. So if any of you are knowledgeable about uh, geography or anything like that, you would be able, I guess, to find it or you could go to Google Maps or whatever it is if you're interested in that at all but it's just um, I haven't looked further into it 
maybe I will at some point, but I just wanted to bring that up again because it's kind of like um, something that I might talk about in the future. And in the meantime, if you're interested about things like that, you can look into it also. It's the Amboy, A-M-B-O-Y, Crater. Okay, now let's move on. I guess we're going to get into a little bit of conspiracy theory right now. I want to talk about, I don't know how to say her name, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell was the girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, who supposedly was murdered in his jail cell. And he was a known sex trafficker and um, mostly of young girls. And the story is that Ghislaine Maxwell, his girlfriend, procured a lot of these young girls for um, some very high-profile people, politicians and um, celebrities, you name it. If they were high-profile and rich, they got what they wanted, and she was the one who would um, procure these girls for this reason. So it's come to my attention that somebody showed me an article, actually a few articles, that since she was arrested, there have been a lot of um, children that have been found in certain areas and have been uh, rescued from, I don't know what you would call it, maybe um, traps trafficking rings, sex trafficking rings and things like this. And um, one of these clusters of children were just found within the last two days. I want to say it was 35 children. I don't know the ages, but I know that they were 18 and under. And this has been going on for a while since she was arrested. I don't know if she is um, giving the information or if this is just something that is kind of like happenstance. They just happen to find these children. I tend to think that she's been giving them information of where these children could be found and saved. And there's a movement right now going on. Hashtag save the children. If you're interested in that, which I think we all should be. We should all be aware of this. And um, that's something else that you can read about and look into. See what we can do as um, just as humans to support this effort. Okay. Now, remember I was telling you about how fall feels different. It might not feel different to you, but to me it always has. Even when I was a a little child. It just always had this different feeling, this different look. It's as if I could feel something in the air. It was never like a bad feeling. I can't say it was anything bad that I felt. It was just different. And this has continued on all of my life. It continues on even right now to this day. And You might say, okay, well, that's because you're like aware of it. And so now you kind of make it happen mentally, you know, how you can do that with your mind. Well, that is a possibility, but I don't think that's what's happening. Because for one thing, 
I don't necessarily look uh, forward to it because I like the summer and to me the fall signals the end of the summer so I really don't look forward to it um but I'm not the only one who feels this I know quite a few people who have said the same thing to me I talk to people every day I meet new people every day doing what I do at work and I just have people all the time some people say oh it's my favorite time but it just has a different feeling and I like it and so on um a lot of this since I've been studying this kind of stuff and reading about these things a lot of it I believe is because it's all leading up to October 31st now once we get to September 1st. You're getting into that season. You're starting now at the very beginnings of like the harvest season and all of that. Now, why is October 31st such a date besides Halloween and trick or treat and candy? Well, it goes back to the Celts. It goes back to the Druids. It goes back to um, actually the occult. The occultists use October 31st for a lot of um, different things, but the main one is sacrifice. And this is true, although people might say that this is a bit of conspiracy theory. The I think that's why maybe to certain individuals who are kind of um, sensitive to the changes to the energies which I am one I can feel the changes and I believe that what I and others like me feel are the energies because right now you've got uh, people who are involved in different types of occultic activities who are starting and preparing for their ritual. If you read about it, it looks like Samhain. That's the way it's spelled. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. You can read all about it. We know it as Halloween. But it's actually Sowie. It looks like it says Samhain, but it's Sowie. That's how you pronounce it. And what happens is that is the highlight, the epic climax of this ceremony. Down through history, around the end of October, the child abductions, like missing children, of course, they, they go missing every day. But it would really, really start at the end of August all the way through. It's like, okay, you're going, for example, of 10 children a month missing to 10,000. That's the difference. And those children were used for sacrifice because 
There are different types of uh, holidays. They're called holidays. They do not all need blood. They're not all blood sacrifice holidays. However, Sawe is one of them who does require blood sacrifice. And that is October 31st. Now, before all of this, that's like the the climatic, whatever you call it, of the ceremony. Because it begins with what's known as revel... I can't say the word revelries. Satanic revelries where they engage in... uh, like this massive sexual ritual and all this and it ends with the blood sacrifice and then that ends actually on November 1st so you're looking at midnight getting close to the midnight hour of October 31st and so I believe that that is what we feel because nothing has happened right now so while you can feel a different sort of energy you can feel something in the air nothing has happened right now so that's why you don't feel bad like I don't feel like it's bad I just feel like it's different well that's why I believe it's the energy it's almost like a If you would picture a tornado, well, it's just beginning, you know, nothing's bad right now, but it's going to start getting bigger and stronger. So I just wanted to um, talk about that a little bit. And anyone, any of you who have children, uh, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, any, any type of children in your life or even know people, you know, with small children or children under 18 it doesn't matter if it's boys or girls and I know that a lot of people might look at you like you have lobsters coming out of your ears but everyone needs to know about this because you really need to keep an eye on the children this time of year that's not um, I don't believe that this is a theory I believe that this is a fact and the more you start reading about it the more aware you will be And um, that's what I wanted to say about Halloween, a.k.a. Sawe. All right. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was another bit of conspiracy theory for you, actually. Now, if you look, put it in your search engine. I personally like to use StartPage or DuckDuckGo. I don't use Google or anything like that. So I will, um, I'd rather go to start page. I have DuckDuckGo as my, whatever you want to call it on my phone anyways. I don't use Google or even Yahoo. But if you put in your search engine, event 201, and read that, and read when this happened, it's going to open your eyes up. I'll tell you, 
I had been hearing about it for a while, but I never looked. Uh, whatever that is, I just thought it was another, uh, like, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 type thing. So, okay, I already know about that. But when I finally... Oh, you know what? I'm going to take a look and see what this is because I hear a lot about it. I don't know what it is. So I can't talk about it. I can't form an opinion or say anything about it. So when I looked and read about it, I was like, well, heck, look at that. Isn't that amazing? So when you read it, you're going to form an opinion in your mind as soon as you read the very beginnings of it, actually. It's going to be like a light bulb, you know, flashes on. Like, wow, what? Because that's what happened to me. Then I started reading more and more into it. It's um, it's an eye-opener. Event 201. Start page is a good place to look for things. Like um, if you're looking into conspiracy theory and things like that, I would use start page. Okay, I really don't have a whole lot today because um, I'm saving it up for like next week. But I want to talk about one more thing. Now, we all know about what happened to that girl at Fort Hood, Texas. The Vanessa Goyen who was murdered. But there have been many other soldiers murdered before her and now since this happened to her it's almost like one a week a lot of these were not told about I believe that Vanessa's case was so high profile because of her family they brought it out they made the commotion that people could not turn away from this good for them I am so happy they brought that out into the light but now since then there have been one two three four that we know of not to mention how many have been hidden the majority of them are male and I'm thinking What in the world is going on? All of these deaths, all of these murders of soldiers at Fort Hood, which is in Killeen, Texas. All right. Now, you know, we all have opinions on what is going on in certain cases and instances. And everyone knows who knows me that I do not believe in coincidence. No, there's no such thing as coincidence. Well, my own opinion is now also, okay, within this, also, the other thing I want to say is these soldiers have all been Hispanic. All of these dead soldiers, all Hispanic. I started thinking about this a couple of months ago. And I told someone who I know who's in the Army and stationed in Texas, but not at Fort Hood. I told this person, 
it's looking to me. Now, this is just me, okay, guys? But it's looking to me like this may have something to do with Santa Muerta, which is a, uh, I don't want to call it a saint, but, you know, it's kind of like this saint that a lot of the cartels and drug, uh, you know, people who sell drugs and who are into that lifestyle, it's this, like, their patron saint. And they make offers to this saint so that they are able to continue their drug smuggling, their drug selling, and whatever it is that they do without being caught or jailed, imprisoned, whatever. So they make offers to this thing. Well, the offers, when you're looking at something this big, like these cartels, the offers have to be blood sacrifice. So people have to be ritually murdered. And I believe that's what we're looking at here. Maybe not in every, no, it's in most of these. I'm going to say 99% of these are, are ritual sacrifices. And as I look more and more into this, I will, of course, talk about this some more. And I'm actually going to attempt to get someone on here with me who knows, um, something about this more than I do because I'm pretty new at this particular deity if that's what you want to call it I um okay I take that back entity I had heard about it a long time ago just from watching something on TV but now I'm beginning to realize certain things about it and about the whole um drug smuggling culture Just like if you all remember years back, they were finding people with their heads cut off, like in parts of Mexico and of the border, like Matamoros and uh, Tijuana and stuff like that. Well, I believe that that was sacrifice to Santa Muerta. If you look at the, the way that these people were murdered, especially when they start cutting off heads. Yeah, that says a lot to me right there. So I will at some point be getting more into that subject and I've been getting some emails also from people (laughs) one of them I got an email and said dear maybe Maria (laughs) when are you going to talk about the parallel universe you said you were going to finish part two months ago and you still haven't mentioned it okay well here's the thing guys I haven't mentioned it because the story is so deep that I really don't know where to start and where to call it the center and the end. So I will tell you this about it, okay? And then you can look at some of this yourself. I have my fingers in so many pots when it comes to trying to look at stuff and I'm going crazy. And then with working also, I'm just like going nuts. So anyways, um, just to skim off the top of this whole parallel thing, back in the early 90s, now, the, the radio show Coast to Coast is still on these days. But back in the early 90s, the host 
and the creator of Coast to Coast was Art Bell, who was like one of the best interviewers I could ever imagine. He was just so good, totally unbiased, knew the right questions to ask, patient. He let the people speak. He wouldn't just butt in and start, you know, like a lot of these talk show hosts do. All right. This this is back in the day before texting and before was it before email? Uh 19 yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he was there at his studios and he started getting faxes. Um from somebody who said that they were from the year I think it was 2035 something like that. It wasn't that far into the future. And apparently this time traveler person's name was John Titor. T-I-T-O-R. And he said that he came back from 2035 to get some type of a piece off of a computer that they didn't make anymore in 2035. And uh, he was traveling, he was time traveling in the military capacity. Apparently this guy was in the military and that's who sent him back in time to find this piece from a computer that they needed. And the thing about this story is that I guess he went in to depth about this particular piece. I don't, re- I was it off of an HP? Okay, I think it was off an HP computer, but I'm not 100% sure. And he named the part number. He said that, you know, it's pretty much an antique at the time from 2035, and they don't have them anymore, but they need it for something, some type of information. I guess they had some sort of like old computer that they needed to extract some information. They didn't have the part, so they sent him back in time to go locate this HP to get this part and then go back to 2035. And he goes in depth. But as far as I know, now I could be wrong, because I was looking around. I was trying to see if there was any type of interview on YouTube or anything with this guy. So as far as I know, this was all done by facts. There are people who say that they spoke with John Titor, but there's no proof. And you, I, you know, how are you going to prove it? How are you going to debunk it? It's either you believe them or you don't. And there are even um, some websites to this day who are talk about John Titor and stuff like that. So that's when the whole parallel universe, time travel, alternate reality thing started up. Now, because the question was, did he really come from 2035? Or did he come from an alternate reality? Or a parallel universe? See, these are all questions that we have, but there's no real answer to it. There's only theory. And right now, 
there is a man who says he is a time traveler. I don't know what year he said he traveled back from. And he's, of all things, he's an attorney. And his name is Andrew Basiago. I've even seen him on TV, on certain TV shows. You can look him up and you can read his story. And my question is, if he's a time traveler, why is he still here? Why didn't he go back or forward to whatever time period he traveled from? Or is he stuck here? I do believe that there are alternate realities. I've had so many people coming and telling me things that that's what it sounds like to me. And even when I think about certain um, experiences that I've personally had, I believe that I've seen some of this myself. And a lot of people actually have probably had certain experiences like this and don't even realize it. Just like time slips. I'm sure a lot of people have had experiences with time slips, but you don't realize it until maybe someone talks about it. Maybe you read something, hear something on a TV show, and then you think to yourself, hey, you know what? That happened to me. Or otherwise, you wouldn't even realize it. These are all just things to ponder and think about. They're very mysterious. And I don't think that, I mean, how would we get a definite answer? I mean, right now, how could we really know? How could we have proof? I believe that these things are possible. Oh, yeah, I believe that a lot of things are possible. But it's just, you know, I I think about these things. Even with my big wild imagination, it's like, wow, if we could use more of our brains, more of our mental capacity, we would probably be able to think about things like this and maybe come solve this, you know? But I also... in. In saying this, I also think that a lot of people who are able to use their brains more than just the average person are either crazy, eccentric. I mean, look at Albert Einstein. Because if you think about it, people who are able to think out of the perimeter that we're all stuck in all the things we've been taught all of our lives if we're able to just think out of that and start making sense like certain times I have I think about like something will come into my mind and I'll start thinking about it and it'll actually make sense just thinking out of your box I don't mind if my uh whatever you want to call it, my little cozy place or whatever, or my 
my little box. I don't mind if something comes along to like wake me up out of my, you know, sleep and, oh yeah, you know what? I just thought of something. I like that because it's knowledge, it's discovery, and it's expanding your mind. Instead of just being stuck, you know, like the elephants that you would see at the circus. One elephant holding the tail of the one in front of it. That's what I feel like sometimes, you know, like, okay, you go to school, you go to college, you go to work, and this is your life, this is what you do. I think that we're here for more than just that. But when you look at what we have to do just to be able to have a comfortable life, have some place to live, have something to eat, be able to buy clothes. How much time do you have to really think about things, study things, research things, just let your mind wander? Well, I think that we're put into this pigeonhole with work and just waiting for a weekend, you know, and you have your one or two days off. I think we're put into this so that we don't start thinking out of the box, so that we don't have a lot of questions, and we don't look and realize, hmm, maybe we've been lied to all of this time. Okay, that's just a little bit of conspiracy theory. As you can see, I can really get going and talk all day long about that stuff. That's just a little bit of what I think about as far as our knowledge but the more that you study and look into because one thing leads to another I'm not saying that oh okay it's not about Andrew Basiago it's not about John Titor or Art Bell or anything it's about what's really out there that's what it's about What's really out there that maybe some others, some people don't want you to realize. Okay, that's just me talking. But it gets you going. I mean, think about it. Okay, well, you guys have probably had enough of me now. So I'm going to close out now. And I will be back probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So I want you guys to all have a wonderful weekend, a good Labor Day weekend, and stay cool because it's going to be hot as Hades. All right? I really appreciate... Okay, there I go. I can't talk again. I really do appreciate you guys coming on and listening to me, okay? Any questions, anything that you want to say, critique, anything, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. Ciao.